The Last Full Measure is a compilation of Medal of Honor stories designed to both honor the individual recipients and educate the public on their stories to ensure that such heroism is not forgotten in a grateful nation. The Medal of Honor is the highest honor that can be awarded to Americans who have served in the United States military. About 40 million Americans have served and fewer than 4,000 have received Medals of Honor. That's one one thousandth, 0.0001% of the soldiers who've served our nation. For a Medal of Honor to be awarded today, the potential recipient must be nominated by third parties within one year of the action in which they distinguish themselves through conspicuous gallantry or intrepidity at the risk of life and above all, call of duty. But it wasn't always that way. For the American Revolution through to the Civil War, a 65-year period that included the War of 1812, which is sometimes called the Second War of Independence, and the Mexican-American War, which was fought to expand the territory of the United States, there were no U.S. military decorations. American military leaders generally disdained ribbons and badges and medals, associating them with European military traditions that were unsuited to the citizen soldiers who bravely fought for freedom in the United States. The Medal of Honor was established during the Civil War, a brutal conflict that grew out of long-standing tensions and disagreements about American life and politics. For more than 80 years, people in the northern and southern states have debated these issues that ultimately led to war. Economic policies, practices, cultural values, the extent and reach of the federal government, and most importantly, the role of slavery within the American society. These issues divided families and communities, especially in border states where loyalties were often split between the Union and the Confederacy. Today, it's not difficult to imagine the discord that existed during the Civil War. However, the harsh realities of the war were devastating. For instance, at the Battle of Front Royal in Virginia, the Union Maryland 1st Infantry fought against the Confederate Maryland 1st Infantry. It is the only time in U.S. military history that two regiments from the same state with the same numerical designation have fought against one another. In his book, The Maryland Line in the Confederate States Army, W.W. Goldsboro wrote, The morning after the Battle of Front Royal, when the prisoners were drawn up in line, the men of the two Maryland regiments greeted each other. Why, that ain't my brother Bill and there's my cousin Jim, could be heard, and nearly all recognized old friends and acquaintances whom they greeted cordially and divided with them the rations which they had just changed hands. The kindest attention was shown the wounded officers and men. There are records of brothers fighting brothers in numerous Civil War engagements. James and Sandy Campbell fought on the opposite sides at the Battle of Successionville on James Island in South Carolina. After the battle, Union prisoners of war told James, who was a Confederate lieutenant, that his brother Sandy, a Union color bearer, had been in the battle. James wrote a letter that was delivered across the bloody fields under a flag of truth. It said, in part, I was astonished to hear from the prisoners that you were a color barrel of the regiment that assaulted the battery at this point the other day. 
I was up in the breastwork during the whole engagement doing my best to beat you. But I hope that you and I will never again meet face-to-face bitter enemies on the battlefield. But if should that be the case, you have but to discharge your duty to your cause, for I can assure you I will strive to discharge my duty to my country and my cause. When you write north, will you please tell Sister Anne and let her know that I am still alive and in good health? I'm very anxious to hear from her, but circumstances do not afford a chance. In all, more than half a million Americans died fighting the Civil War, and many more were wounded. To recognize their sacrifices being made on the battlefields and boost morale amongst the troops, Senator James Grimes proposed that the United States government create a medal for bravery. Congress agreed, and the Medal of Honor was established. In total, 2,625 medals were awarded during the Civil War. The rules for awarding the medal were far less stringent then. In one example, the medal was used to encourage the soldiers of the 27th Maine Volunteer Infantry Regiment to re-enlist. In late June 1863, the soldiers of the 27th Maine had just completed their nine-month tour of duty. They were ready to head home when news arrived that Confederate troops were invading Pennsylvania. The Army of the Potomac marched to engaged leaving the capital vulnerable to attack. President Abraham Lincoln and Secretary of War Edwin Stanton asked for volunteers willing to delay their return home and guard the capital. More than 300 members of the 27th Maine volunteered to stay. In return, they received medals of honor. However, no one has kept track of those who stayed and those who didn't, so the entire regiment, all 864 soldiers, received medals. A few decades later, those medals were recited. The website for the 27th Maine Volunteer states, The 27th Maine is not known for any feats in battle, as it participated in no full-scale action with the enemy, but is instead known for the controversial issuing of the Medal of Honor to all those still serving in the regiment at their time of mustering out. Members of the 27th, weren't the only ones asked to return their medals. More than one-third of the Medal of Honors that have been awarded were rescinded after a 1916 review determined that the recipients did not meet the criteria to receive a Medal of Honor. At least one of the recipients, Dr. Mary Walker, refused to abide by the decision. She kept her medal and wore it every day. Dr. Walker's medal was reinstated many years later and her name was added to the Medal of Honor roll. She did not, however, receive any special privileges that are typically awarded to Medal of Honor recipients. Today, these include a monthly pension. In 1917, Medal of Honor recipients received a pension of $10 a month. Today, they receive slightly more than $1,400 a month. Higher retirement pay for enlisted military retirees. Priority access to free travel on military flights for active duty military members, retirees, and their families. Preferential on-base accommodations and parking. And a space in Arlington National Cemetery, Cemetery, as well as full military burial honors, including a headstone, six military pallbearers, a bugler, chaplain, and an officer in charge. In addition... The child of any Medal of Honor recipient has the opportunity to receive 
an automatic appointment to any military service academy they are qualified to attend. Today, the Medal of Honor has become our nation's highest military award for bravery. It is awarded by the President in the name of Congress. The Medal of Honor is awarded to those whose deeds distinguish their gallantry beyond the call of duty from lesser forces of bravery. The actions that are recognized must involve risk of life and must be above and beyond the call of duty. Following content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. WealthFest does not make any representation or warranties with respect to the accuracy, applicability, fitness, or completeness of the content. WealthFest does not warrant the performance, effectiveness, or applicability of any of the sites listed or linked to any of the content.